It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's the master plan for the Commanders on Saturday night in Baltimore? What I saw at practice on Wednesday and your voicemails, all of that on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 app. Your CBS affiliate in D.C. has a streaming app that's a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. No matter how you're listening or watching this episode, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I'm David Harrison, covering your commanders for Commanders Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's family of sites. My co-host, Chris Russell, is the rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. You can find them there 9 to noon Eastern anytime live or sorry, live 9 to noon Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. But we're not there or here. Find us on Twitter at dharrison82 at WrestleMania621 and at LO Commanders. All right, David, this episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by new partners uh, on the Locked On Podcast Network, Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co forward slash locked on and of course we thank you for making us your first view and listen of the day before we get to david's practice notes and what he observed and some key potential injury situations uh the team just as we began to record this uh david made a roster move on wednesday afternoon after the uh four o'clock eastern transactional wire uh timing uh, of it all and they what they've done is they've added an interior offensive lineman that is familiar to this coaching staff and as well to the organization, bringing back Wes Martin, who was a fourth round pick. I believe it was 2019. It might've been 2018 uh, from Jacksonville. 
uh, who is ironically their first opponent, and they've released cornerback Chenning Stribling. So one day after they had to cut the roster down, they bring back Wes Martin. I, I will say this, you know, Wes struggled here in his time, young offensive lineman, strong as an ox. I mean, I remember talking to him as a rookie uh, and, and just like he had muscles from, you know, from miles, right? But that doesn't make you a good football player. And he's bounced around. He's been with the Giants. He's had injuries uh, again last with Jacksonville, hasn't really, you know, caught a, caught on, but he was here. Yeah under this coaching staff at the very beginning. So there was something there that they liked and wanted to see. And it's interesting that they're bringing him back because does that say that they're really worried about their interior depth with all the positions, uh, I'm sorry, with all the injuries that they've been dealing with? Yeah, that's exactly what this move signifies. You know, they've, they've been very banged up on the interior. The offensive line got so bad uh, that they actually had to move Sam Cosme back inside from his his right tackle position, you know, so that's that's just a lot of, uh, you know, a lot to deal with for a team that is is trying to install a new quarterback and in some senses almost a new offense because even the guys who have been on this team, there are certain things that you can do with Carson Wentz, a quarterback that you just couldn't do before. And right. so you're installing those new, no, new features. So even the guys who have been here are learning some new things and then to have to kind of mix and match the offensive line over and over again. Every week it's a different unit. That's not something that you want to do. But at least, you know, you bring in some more depth and you can at least train a guy that, hey, look, if you are needed, you have been training in this spot this entire time. So it's it's a good move. And the defensive back room, I mean, Channing Shribling, you know, he's flashed. He's he's made some plays here and there. Maybe he's a guy that, that hits the practice squad if he doesn't get picked up at some point between now uh, and when that time comes. But he wasn't going to make the active roster anyway. Right. And that cut down to 53 comes next Tuesday afternoon. Right. So again, this is one for one. So they stay at that roster limit, uh, but bringing back a familiar face and again, adding depth. All right, David, you were at practice as you are each and every day on Wednesday at Command Central in Ashburn, Virginia, as the Washington Commanders get set for the preseason finale. Uh, uh, and the Baltimore Ravens, who are riding the most ridiculous winning streak of all time. But uh, yeah. I guess big picture, you know, what did you see? Uh, as you were mentioning on the last episode, you didn't think they were going to be in pads. A, Correct. were they in pads? And who didn't you see on the practice field, I guess, is the more intriguing question. Yeah, I think what's most important is what we didn't see. And we didn't see pads, right? Which, again, we expected that. Don't expect pads tomorrow either because their very next time on the field after that is the game. And, and that's... Typically, you know, I can't speak for every NFL team, but that's that's kind of the norm is you don't like to do pads two days in a row unless it's like a joint practice scenario or just kind of a unique like maybe once you'll do pads two days in a row. And then you so if, if that's the case, then, you know, yesterday they did pads today, no pads. Well, tomorrow you're not going to do pads because Saturday is obviously full pads, right? It's preseason games. So you're going padded. Um, so most likely no pads again um, tomorrow. But what else we what, what we also didn't see is we didn't see uh, Jonathan Williams, who. Uh, again, talking to a lot of people, you know, shout out to to Chris Russell, the rooster. He was your pre-training camp fourth running back. You know, you predicted this team to carry four backs. Jarrett Patterson probably going to the practice squad. And look, I, I think that's I think that's that's a, probably a pretty accurate assessment. I mean, I don't know exactly what his injury is because, you know, again, Ron doesn't have to tell us all the details of those things right now. Uh, but if Jonathan Williams is healthy enough to make the active roster, Jarrett Patterson probably going to the practice squad because he's. He's he's more popular inside the commander circle of fans and media than he is outside. So you can probably stash him on the practice squad. Uh, but he wasn't on the practice field for a second day in a row. Fedaria Mathis, who limped off the field, was not on the practice field again 
Um, he was doing some work, so that's positive. You know, he wasn't just not there and 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 not you know standing on crutches or anything. So he was seen riding the bike and trying to get some conditioning in. Uh, but Cam Sims, so Cam Sims is is a guy who wasn't at practice yesterday. And honestly, everybody noticed it, but nobody really asked about it. I think everybody kind of assumed, like, oh, probably a day off or, you know, a personal thing. You know, again, it's it's technically not training camp anymore. We're still saying training camp, but training camp mm-hmm. is actually over uh, officially. So, you know, we all kind of figured that. Well, then he wasn't there today either. Um, so, you know, Nikki Javala of the Washington Post did a little bit of, of hunting. We were all kind of asking about it. And she found out uh, the Cam's in concussion protocol. And that right. is stemming from the hit he suffered against Kansas City Chiefs, um, which you know, look, take it for for a grain of salt. I mean, it's one of those fancy delayed concussions, right? He got hit, he came back in, caught a touchdown, and then had a concussion. So it's it's kind of one of those situations that uh, that's you know you want the health of the player. So good thing we're just happy he didn't get hit on that touchdown pass because that right. could have been uh, really bad. And then Andrew Norrell continues to practice. Trey Turner continues not to practice. The tight ends: John Bates, Cole Turner, uh, uh, Curtis Hodges continue to be on the side field. So really, no other changes. Injury-wise, I will tell you a moment that I kind of held my breath. Percy Butler, rookie safety, defensive back, getting a little bit of nickel play uh, there. He, he pulled up on one play in red zone drills and kind of reached down for his left lower leg, limped off the field. Um, I was nervous for him just because he's been having a great camp and a great start to his career. Um, but he was able to stay on the field, and he actually came back in during the team session, looked good. So crisis averted there, hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, kind of the injury roundup, as it were. All right, a couple of things. Uh, one about Fedari and Mathis. Ron was asked by you guys, the the group of reporters assembled there, and he just said he didn't offer much of it. He just said his leg is really sore. I, yeah. I mean, I'd rather a leg be sore than broken or yeah. uh, strained or whatever. I mean, I take sore literally to mean I just got banged up and, you know, he's got a bruise yeah. and, may, you know, maybe it'll be a weak thing or whatever. But I hope we don't find out, oh, no, 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 it's, uh, you know, an MCL sprain down the right. road and he's going to miss the first two to four weeks of the season i hope sore means okay again sore he might be out a couple of days a week we might not see him on saturday i don't know if we're going to see him uh anyway uh that's one about the cam sims thing you pointed out that hit of course coming before the touchdown catch which is just really amazing right now listen it could be a headache it could be a neck strain it could be something interrelated concussion it might not be necessarily a diagnosed concussion we yeah. got to point out when you're in concussion protocol it doesn't mean that you um it 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 doesn't mean that your head is swimming all the time it could just right. be a related symptom basically right. and that they are monitoring you and not freely really but it does show still david the problem you know he gets boom hit you know some people had a problem with the hit whatever i don't think it was a dirty hit or 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 what have you but he mm-hmm. comes right back in aren't yeah. we supposed to be preventing exactly that I, I know people don't want to hear that because he caught a touchdown pass and people actually like cam sims and so do i and i think so do you yep. we're supposed to be preventing that aren't we with with spotters yeah. and and with more emphasis on that right and i mean you know to your point every you know not every concussion is is the same right concussions are, are right. can be very very different and i think you know again i haven't gone through and watched the play since we found out that cam is in concussion protocol but you know if it's one of those things where like his limbs are kind of hanging in the air. You know, you got, you guys all know what, you know, what I'm, what I'm talking about. I think you probably get that independent person say, Hey, no, 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 check him out. You know what I mean? But the way the hit was, I think, you know, he was down on the ground a little bit. I think it's more just kind of a wind knocked out of you type of thing. Right. And again, 
And look, these players, I mean, listen, you know, these guys are, 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 are beasts. You know what I mean? They're, they're alpha males or warriors, whatever you want to call them. He goes to the field, off the side of the field, and they say, hey, Cam, you know, how are you feeling? And he, and he, said, he says, oh, I just got the, the wind knocked out of me. I'm good. I'm good. Right. Well, you know, the, the medic is going to be, okay, well, he just had the wind knocked out of him. No need. And then he comes back, and they're like, hey, dude, like, let's, let's err on the side of call. And that might have, I mean, again, I'm speculating at this point in time. Like, that may have been Ron Rivera. Like, Ron Rivera has, has taken the CDC's abundance of caution and, like, turned that into his catchphrase. Like, Ron may have been like, hey, out of an abundance of caution, let's check Cam out anyway. Because I remember after the touchdown catch, I saw a blue tent up on the sideline. That blue tent only comes up if someone's in it. It doesn't stay up all the time. So you knew somebody was in there. And I'm not. it actually kind of crossed my mind. I wonder who was in there. I wonder if Cam was in there. Um, and then comes to find out that, yeah, he's in concussion protocol. So uh, it probably was him in there. But, you know, I think the important thing is they, they caught it. Uh, he's being obviously treated. He's resting, recovering. Um, didn't take any more contact, uh, which is which is important. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully, obviously, we'll, we'll be healthy in the in the end. All right, absolutely. Ron Rivera made a surprising announcement on Wednesday, unless you were listening to the Locked On Commanders podcast following the loss in Kansas City. But first, David. Yeah, guys, imagine this. It's a beautiful day out, and you're planning on proposing to the love of your life. It's going to be a beautiful moment, life-changing. You're about to embark on a, on a path that you never thought probably that you would you would be embarking on. It's a little windy out. But you head out to the pier anyway for a romantic proposal. Seems like just the thing to create a classic engagement story. And it's all going well. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping or the Seahawks are squawking or not Seahawks. Seagulls are squawking or whatever it is. Seattle Seahawks. Until, Until the wind picks up just as you're taking the ring out, blows the ring out of the jewelry box onto the pier floor and then off of the pier and into the ocean below. Oh, no. If you don't believe me, I witnessed it with my own two eyes. So did Chris. We There is a video out there about it. You can look it up. The best part is your significant other's best friend has it all on video because you want to capture the life-changing moment forever, and you absolutely did. So here's the lesson, guys. You don't want to be that guy, and you certainly don't want it splattered all over the internet where guys like Chris and I can go find it and laugh at you. And the guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure that even if it happens, you at least get a replacement for the full value of that ring. No matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it, go to bright.com forward slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your butts with the best jewelry insurance in the business. Again, bright.com forward slash locked on. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, once again, thanks for making the Lockdown Commanders podcast your first listen and your first watch every day. Now, make sure you check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview. That's right, starting August 31st. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts, uh, I think that would be us, of the Lockdown Podcast Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Again, it's starting August 31st. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, we're going to give you, the Locked On Commanders family, a chance to weigh in. But first, David Ron Rivera says the starters or first teamers will play on Saturday night, but a very small amount. As a matter of fact, it was the last question of the press conference. And basically it was, you know, hey, uh, like like how much are the starters going to play on Saturday night? Like, see if we can get that answer from you. He said, quote, very limited, very limited, very limited, very limited. Ron was very limited happy on Wednesday afternoon. He mentioned it four times, very limited. So are we to take that Carson Wentz is going to start for and 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 play for three quarters? No, 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 no. I'm only teasing. Very limited. I mean, I take that to mean what, a series? Is that what you take that to mean? I mean, yeah, I guess very limited would be a series. I, you know, I got to be honest with you, anything less than three series, I almost wonder why you're even even doing it, to be to be completely honest with you, because, uh, you know, practice, practice is practice, you know, and you're going up against guys who care about not hurting each other. And obviously contact is little to none, even with pads on the contact is not full, full, full contact, right? The way it is in, in a game. And you want these guys to get hit. You want your offensive line to get some live reps. You want your running backs to get hit, feel the contact, especially your rookie. You want your receivers to have to go out there and catch the ball and, and shield their shield the ball from the defender and do all those things. But honestly, I mean, like, like I said, if you're not going out there for at least three series, it almost seems you know, I don't want to say pointless because nothing is pointless, right? Every every snap is an opportunity to learn something or get better at something. So I don't want to say pointless, but it just it's it's a little bit kind of meh. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, one of the one of the biggest parts of every football game on Sundays, Thursdays, or Mondays, and even Saturdays, once we get in uh, late to the year, is is what where are the games won and lost adjustments, right? Uh, and I mean, generally speaking, football is won and lost in the trenches, but in the game on the game day, it's the adjustments. It's who adjusts better to what the opponent is doing and how well they're doing it. And you just can't adjust to anything in less than three series. Like you got to go out there for a series. Usually, the first series, if it's successful, great. And you know, don't get me wrong, if you go out there first series. Six plays, you know, 64 yards and a touchdown, pull them, pull them, call it a day, win, quit while you're ahead, right? But if you go out there for a series, you get a three and out, all right, what didn't we do well? Let's fix that. Go out there for the second series, you get a field goal. Okay, now we fixed what we didn't do well. What did they do better than us? Okay, third series, go out there, try to put it together and get a touchdown drive. That's at least three series is where I think you get the value from this thing. So I don't know what very limited really means. But if it's less than three series, I, I almost kind of wonder if the risk is worth the reward because as we saw with Ryan Fitzpatrick, it takes one blown block and one and one drop back to cost a player their entire season. So if you're if you're not going out there to actually put value behind what you're doing for moving forward, I, it almost seems like it's not worth it. So anything less than three series to me, it's not worth it. The only thing I would counter by that is by leaving them out there for three or four series or more, whatever the yeah. case might be, as you, you run the are, risk. I get further uh, you know, I guess open the door for injury, right? But uh, but I'm I'm with you in, in the general sense that you know I'd like to see them play more and to be able to, like you said, make counter adjustments and what have you. The one thing I will say is, you know, I, I'm going to say this: out of boy, Ron, whatever they wind up playing, this is better than them taking a vacation. David, on the episode after the Kansas City game, while you were on special assignment, and mm-hmm. I think we talked about this, you and I, when when we got back together. But I, I, I mean, it may have been on the radio; I can't remember. But I know I addressed it after Saturday's loss. They had to. I, I mean, Ron had to send some sort of a message. This make no mistake about it. This isn't, oh, you know, we've had a soft camp and no, no, 
This is you guys stink. You guys haven't played well enough. You guys aren't good enough to be on a three-week vacation. And that yeah. was my point Saturday night. Um, you know, after that Kansas City game, and I said so on Twitter, and I said so on the podcast, and I said so to to anybody that would listen to me, and why I, you know, people try and tune me out. Uh, but I, you know, ultimately, I felt very strongly that this should not be a three week vacation. And for however little it turns out to be, one series, two series, three series, whatever series, and I hope no major injuries. I do think this is the right and smart thing by Ron and this coaching staff. And by the way, I think it's needed. I think it's needed. This should not be club med. This should be oh. club, you know, like let's get the clubs out of, you know, because that's what this team is facing, quite honestly, heading into week one against Jacksonville. So kudos to Ron uh, and the staff for that. I, I, I don't care who wins the game. I don't care really how long they play. Right. I just wanted them to not be on vacation. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I got to say, honestly, I mean, you know, and again, I'm not on the inside doing it, so it's easy for it's easy for me to say. And and maybe if I was actually doing it for a living, I would change my tune. But I would use a third preseason game as a dress rehearsal. I wouldn't yep. use the second one. I would use the third one because after this game, I mean, you look at it, you know, this this third game is, is going to be played on what the 27th of August, right? Granted, it's nighttime, so by the time you're done, it's basically the 28th. Your your first game is until the 11th, so you're talking almost two weeks between your final preseason game and your first regular season game because right. you're not playing that first game on the 8th. Um, I would use this as my dress rehearsal. And, and I've already kind of gone on record on this show saying my dress rehearsal would be the entire first half and the first series of the second half. Go right. into the locker room, make your adjustments, go through your halftime routine, come out, run a series, both starting offense and starting defense. That's your dress rehearsal. And then you can be done. And then you have two weeks to heal up. Could somebody get hurt? Absolutely. Somebody could also get hurt the very first snap of the game. To me, coaching to not get people hurt, you're coaching scared. And if you're coaching scared, you're going to lose because that's just how that's going to happen. You can't control everything. What you control is how you're preparing, what you're doing. And I want to put my team out there for the dress rehearsal with the maximum amount of time to build up to it. Um, and honestly, in the first two preseason games, I would tell my starters, first team offense, you're playing until you get a touchdown. First drive, second drive, seventh drive. I don't care. You're playing until you get a touchdown. I don't care if it's against the third team defense on the other side of the field. Give me a touchdown. You can come off the field. Defense, give me three sacks. You can come off the field because sacks, granted, if you have like a, a Ryan Kerrigan, you know, or a Lawrence Taylor, or a, I don't know, I don't know any Eagles or Dallas Cowboys, great pass rushers, but um, maybe that's a singular effort, right? But for the most part, a sack is actually indicative usually of a whole defensive uh, uh, effort, right? Because you got to get penetration, obviously, but then at the middle and the deep areas of the field, you have to, you have to uh, pass defend. So that the pass rushers can get home, you know. So I, so that's how I look at, it, especially with this defense starters. You go out there and give me three sacks. You're not coming off the field till I have three sacks. Um, that's how I would address the first two games. The third game, dress rehearsal. It's first half plus a drive in the second half, and then you can sit and then we'll get ready for the regular season. Maybe that's too much. Maybe someone would say, you know, I'm, I don't even know old school or whatever. But to me, that's that would be how I kind of approach this. Uh, I like your approach better than how most of the NFL currently does it, but that's me. I'm a little bit more old school as well. One more practice before Washington heads to Baltimore. Uh, and when we return, we'll have a couple of your voicemails. We'll hear from the Locked On Commanders family. But first, guys, 
as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team, just like the commanders need the right people on their team. Absolutely. You need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And one way you can do that, the best way you could do that is linked in jobs. And they're here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. You know, at one point I actually ran the Sports Illustrated commander site, then different name that David works for currently. Um, and I used to, so it was a small business and I had to hire people. If I would have used LinkedIn, I would have been able to get people on my staff faster that I wanted to add. Instead, I had to conduct the search on my own, a grassroots effort. No, you don't have to do that with our friends again at LinkedIn. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 10 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. They have simple tools like screening questions and make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills. It's all there for you, my friends. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to and get them faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million, 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Final segment here of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And Chris, we've got two voicemails from Commanders fans that want to share their thoughts, ask their questions. So let's turn to the voicemail line right now and hear from our first caller. Hi, Todd from Utah. I had a kind of a thought as I was listening to this last uh, episode. Uh, as we're talking about uh, how the preseason, we're struggling in the same way that we struggled throughout the season last year. Uh, so I had a couple of thoughts and, and really kind of a question as well or two. Uh, so my, my question is, we keep talking about uh, our offensive coordinator being a good offensive line coach and being good at what he does. Are we attributing that to his dad, or does he actually have a track record of being good at running offense? Uh, the reason I ask is, when it comes down to it, is it seems like, We've got one of two problems. Either our offense is so complicated that we haven't had a quarterback good enough to really truly run that offense efficiently, or two, our offense is so complicated that it really doesn't highlight our stars. Uh, it's, it's almost like it's almost like our people are getting caught up in the execution of trying to make something happen. And it's almost like we're shooting ourselves in the foot. The reason I say that is, is you know, how many years have we had of just 
supremely talented uh, individuals. We've got some players who are spectacular, and yet somehow they struggle to, to, to pull off some offense. So that, I have thoughts on that. Is, is this more of an offensive coordinator deal, or is this a lack of talent? Am I just <laughs> just wondering? Thanks, Todd. Utah. All right, Todd in Utah. Uh, thank you as much. And and also little Todd in Utah. I mean, we got a cameo appearance there, David. Uh, one that was completely unexpected. That was cute. Um, I, I don't know how you feel. I, to, to me, this has always been on offense, a lack of talent and depth issue and enough weapons issue. And I think I think they strongly addressed it. Did they get everything right this offseason? I, I don't know. I, you know. I don't have as much confidence in Carson Wentz as they do, uh, what have you. But they strongly addressed it. I think on defense, it's it's just the opposite. I think they've overinvested in the defense, and, and that's where that you know kind of has been disappointing, right? Uh, when a lot of your resources are, or resources are on defense, that means a lot of your resources aren't on offense, which makes it yeah. hard for Scott Turner to cook a five-star dinner every night until you give him all of the necessities and all of the high-end groceries, David. And now I think is the first fair chance that he has to cook a five-star dinner. Yeah, I like that analogy. And that's that's pretty much what it boils down to. It's like, you know, it's like you're trying to make a steak dinner. And in this situation, the steak was supposed to be the defense. Well, if, if the steak is supposed to be the hero, you know, you're not going to go out and dress up the baked potato, you know, to the nines. You're not going to go out and get you know, a whole lot of, you know, fancy vegetable, you know, you're just going to make regular vegetables and here's your baked potato and enjoy the steak. Right. But then you go through and you're like, well, the steak actually wasn't all that great. So now we got to church it up with the side dishes. And that's basically what they did with the offense. Um, but I'm starting to wonder if maybe uh, the offense isn't going to have to be the hero here uh, in order to, to get this team where they want to go in 2022. And, you know, that's just part of the process. Like when Ron Rivera talks about three-year plans, that's why he says every year there's a three-year plan because, Every year you learn something new about your team that alters your plan moving forward, maybe from what it was before. And I think it's clear that this season they said, you know what, our defense, it kind of is what it is. We've got a lot riding on it. We need to get better on offense so that there's not as much riding on the defense. And that's what they went out and did. So now if the defense gets better, it'll look even better because the offense is going to be putting up some more points. But right now it's it's starting to look like this offense is basically have to win shootouts every week. Uh, and that's not what this team is designed to do yet. As far as Scott Turner's reputation outside of Washington, I don't know what everybody else thinks of him. I mean, honestly, I look at an offense coordinator, Scott Turner, and I think that we didn't see his offense last year because the quarterback he wanted, the wide receiver he wanted to really unlock all of it, uh, they were never around. And the tight end that he had to really unlock all of it uh, was gone as well at some point. His running back was injured and had a fumble issue. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things where Scott Turner really never – like he's trying to build a Ferrari in his garage and he ended up bringing out a Kia soul from the, you know, to, to run in the race. And it just, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful or towards any offensive players. Just that's the analogy I'm going with. So I don't know what his reputation is outside. I just, I think kind of what you said, Chris, like he's a guy doing the best with what he's got. And it looks like this year he's got more. So we'll see if he can do more with it. Yeah. Here's what I know. He learned from his dad. Yes. North Turner. He's learned from, you know, other coaches, North Turner, learned and implemented a system from Don Coriel. You know where Don Coriel just got announced to be uh, next summer? 
the pro football hall, uh, you know, the pro football hall of fame. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I mean, like, look, it, it, there's lineage there to suggest that Scott knows what he's doing. It's a matter of putting all the pieces together. David, do we have time for that one last final voicemail or yeah, let's make it happen. We'll do it. Right, we'll get it in it. there. Hey guys, this is Joel from North Carolina. I was so happy to hear that, uh, they've really decided to honor a legendary Redskin like Sonny Jurgensen retiring his number. I agree with you. I just hope they do it right. Uh, I know some of my best memories, I was too young to watch him play, but being able to listen to Sonny, Sam, and Frank uh, turn the volume down on the TV and turn the radio on is some of my uh, fondest memories. Uh, Just a quick one. I think one of my favorite Sonny quotes of all time is I think I can't remember who they were playing, but it was halftime, and Washington was down, I don't know, 21 to 3 or something and not playing well at all. And as soon as the half was over, you heard Frank say to Sonny, hey, where are you going? I guess he was leaving the booth. And Sonny just said, hey, I'm going outside to throw up. <laughs> it was so sunny and so classic and uh, just a wonderful memory. Enjoy the show. Y'all have a good day. Take care. Bye. <sighs> Well, that was great. I mean, I didn't know that story. And that sounds quite like the Sonny. I, I, you know, Sonny had maybe lost his fastball by the five years that I worked on the broadcast and traveled with him, but he still had some of that sarcastic Sonny Jerkinson sense of humor. So that is a great, great story. Appreciate uh, that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they're going to have a little public ceremony on the main concourse at FedEx Field where fans will actually be able to get involved and, I guess, be near Sonny uh, as they do part of the uh, honor, and then they're going to bring him on the field. I, I hope it's not bitter cold that day, and I hope there's 40,000 at least Commanders yeah. fans and not 40,000 at least Cowboys fans. Yeah. It's a good thing that they're retiring the number. Definitely good to pay homage to it to a franchise great. Just the execution is what's gonna and some of it's I mean, some of it's honestly not up to the franchise. Like, you know, it just depends on where this team is at that point in time in the season on, on what's gonna happen. Um and, and I will follow up with what I said yesterday as far as you know, I was very adamant about like everything. But look, if 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 Sonny, if this Hall of Famer wants to walk out in the frigid cold and and and, and onto the FedEx field service, let him. Like, absolutely. If that's what he wants, let him do it. I was just saying, let's not force it for the sake of forcing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. let's not force it just because it looks good on the cameras. Let's let's do this thing right and make sure that Sonny enjoys the uh, the evening or afternoon that's supposed to be about him and what he contributed to uh, the organization. And, and yeah, I don't have any uh, Sonny Jurgensen uh, uh, memories, but I do have some doc memories. I'm, I'm just, I can confirm that uh, he's 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 better in person when. Uh, and when the microphone's off, then when he's on the mic. But when he's on the mic, it's pretty good too. You mean Doc Walker? Yeah, yeah. He's an interesting character. It's very as good well. stuff. Yeah. I, I I just saw him an hour and a half before we recorded this. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Trust me, I got some good stories, some of which <laughs> I can't tell on the. Record. I'm sure you do. I'm just meeting him, so I'm like, I'm just like, I'm just blown away by the by the personality. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw some people on Twitter talking about how he is on the broadcast and how much how much he's also when he's in person and not in not in a broadcast booth. And I can confirm that it's it's a great experience. So Doc is quite the character. Uh, listen to him uh, for the next week and a half or so on the Team 980 uh, uh, in uh, afternoon drive from three to six Eastern and on nice. the Odyssey app.
Doc Walker pitch hitting off the bench. All right, that's going to do it for us. Commanders fans on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen and your first view of the day. Now make the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast your second listen and view by the intellectual fantasy expert Vinny Iyer who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle and gives you the moves that no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. One more episode to go. News and notes, David's practice observations, and can the Commanders somehow upend the Ravens in the all-important street category in preseason football. Uh, If you want to hop in like Todd and uh, the rest of the crew did on uh, the voicemail, 301-615-3577. Joel in North Carolina, forgot uh, to mention Joel. 301-615-3577. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thanks for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.